Hello everyone, so welcome to episode 5 of Getting Lost in the Grey, DG from DG Podcast here. So yes, um, as mentioned at the tail end of the last episode there, this one's a bit of an interesting one. So <laughs> this one is uh, quite new. Uh, I know we have a lot of uh, mental health things that come around, but uh, you know, a lot of things change and we find out more and more every day. Um, of various mental health things that go on, but uh, yeah, this one, this one's definitely, it's, it's certainly up there with the newer uh, ones that are kicking about. So with that, um, before we dive into it, uh, just wanted to point out that, of course, as always, with regards to mental health, if anybody ever feels that there's anything, anything overwhelming, anything uh, that's just been a little bit too much, please always reach out for. Any help, whether it be a friend, family, or you know, medical professional, whichever, just please always do that. Um, so yeah, definitely any of the previous episodes, anything you see online, anything you see on TV, if any of that resonates with anyone, please just it's better to, to reach out and get help than to basically just suffer in silence, you know. Uh, I've, I've done it, so please don't. So yeah, with that said, let's look into VAST. V-A-S-T. Now, it's a very, very new uh, term, which has been used with, uh, so basically this one's essentially another sort of variant or a similar mental health term that's been used for something that's very similar to ADHD. So, if it's not something you've heard of or anything... Um, certainly you can look into the book ADHD 2.0 which was written by Dr. Hallowell and Dr. Rati. Um so that came out uh, I think it was only about two, two, two or three years ago and they basically speak a lot of the the, the vast um, term so yeah definitely uh, check out that book and we have two links only two this time that are given some information on uh, vast so the first being vastdiversity.com and the second being dangerousintersection.org so both of these give a bit of detail into what vast is and how it's similar yet slightly different from its little twin, sorry, wrong word, not little, its uh, twin of ADHD. So, it really, the the way that it's been portrayed and put across that I've gathered personally is that essentially VAST is a reference to people who may have a lot of ADHD traits or symptoms, or both, um, but may not have enough to be fully diagnosed with ADHD. So maybe they don't um, hit all the markers, show all the traits or behaviours or anything that uh, you know a medical professional would be looking for for someone with ADHD. So again, it is very new. So it is um, you know there's not been any proper clinical studies done into it so I would take this episode with a pinch of salt and you know this is just something that I think we need to just keep an eye on and uh, hopefully it will be something that will become a lot more widespread and widely uh, discussed in the future. So with that, 
one of the key things that comes up, which has been spoken about a lot with ADHD and that, especially in my last episode as well, um, anyone can have ADHD, anyone can have VAST, and neither of these are related to intelligence. Um, certainly there has been a lot of uh, distinctions where people believe that um, people with ADHD or autism or anything like that is more intelligent. That may or may not be so, but um, there isn't a lot of clinical studies uh, that prove either or. So there's no definitive answer on that yet. Um, I know a lot of people believe that uh, people with autism, ADHD, and certain um, mental health um, terms, uh, they they tend to think that they are uh, smarter. And they may well be. They may be more intelligent. We don't know yet. But um, I think it's more along the lines of they're much more analytically thinking. So myself, I I do believe I have ADHD. And... um, I do think that I think in a much more analytical way in comparison to my wife and, you know, uh, friends and family and things. So that's the way that I see it because we we measure intelligence in such a way that um, people who are analytical can show more intelligence, but maybe they don't have as much of the common sense terms that, um, you know, the, the less analytical people may have, if that makes sense. So measure of intelligence is very variable and that for me is quite a crucial point to try and put across. So with that, ADHD in itself tends to lean more towards a term that's used that people who suffer from ADHD, or sorry, not suffer, that's the wrong word, I would say people who have ADHD, um, they have a deficit in attention, so essentially, you know, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Um, so we have a deficient a deficiency in attention, um, whereas vast is more along the lines of that we they don't have a deficit in attention, but a variability in attention. Now that that is quite a difference because if you think about what the difference between a deficit is and a variability is, so a deficit would be that something essentially is not there or it's, uh, it's missing, or it's, you know, lessened to quite a large uh, degree, whereas a variability would be something that can change, you know, it can be, it's variable, so it can rise and fall, it can be, um, you know, quite a, a grey area, which, you know, funnily enough goes with the name of the, the podcast, you know, so getting lost in the grey again, so we're getting lost into the grey piece of attention, so... Yeah, that's that's an interesting one, I think. It's an interesting point to put on, is that it's a variability of attention. And I think that actually comes back again to ADHD, because I don't see that, I mean, personally, just the, from the research I've done into it and how I feel, I don't see people with ADHD having a deficit in attention. I just have, I mean, if you've ever seen someone with ADHD who focuses on a project, it just it, it consumes them. It makes them just wow, just focus so much attention onto one particular thing or one particular um, area, one particular uh, subject or, you know, these kind of things. And that's not a de- that's not someone with a deficit in attention. That's someone with a major overdrive of attention into one particular or a group of particular things. And uh, so that's the way that I think about it. Um, so for me, personally, just the way that I look at it, I wouldn't say that anyone with ADHD has a deficit in attention, I'd say they have a variability of attention. So I think VAST and ADHD could bridge this actual gap 
between where people are believing of a, a deficit in attention versus a variability of attention. Because yeah, I think every, I think everybody has a variability of attention. I mean, if everyone looks back to the most boring subject in uh, in high school, primary school, um, whatever, whichever school you want to think back to, or college or university or wherever you've been, even sometimes at work, uh, you know, you look at some people who they they just they're not interested in a particular piece, a particular uh, subject. Uh, for instance, at school, you know, maybe you 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 hated history, you hated geography. Um, your lack of attention, therefore, was very very visible. You could see that people weren't interested in this um, this subject. Whereas, if you were really into computers, like myself, then it, I would be very bored in history and then in computing class I was you know switched on I was ready I was going I was ahead of the game I was you know I really focused knew exactly what I wanted to do how to do it what we were doing next blah 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 you know it just that is where the attention span is different and I think it's the same with everyone you know like uh, even people who don't have ADHD or any of the symptoms or um, traits or behaviours or anything like that. Everybody has things where they're just like, you know, not interested and then things where they're majorly interested. I mean, look at look at everybody. They just have things that interest them and things that don't. Just each to their own. So, moving on a little bit here. So, our, there's one part where it comes into brain wiring. And this is spoken about a lot on those websites I mentioned earlier. And essentially, what they what they kind of <coughs> excuse me say is that your everybody's mind is unique, and I mean everybody is. But when it comes to a vast mind, from what is being described, is that each vast mind is unique. I think it's very similar to ADHD in that aspect too, because ADHD minds are very unique in that way too. So. They're wired in a way that affects how our minds deal with stimulation and attention. Now, again, this comes back to ADHD, but then also links to another one, uh, which is autism, which is majorly about stimulation and uh, overstimulation and attention and everything like that. So there will be an episode on autism uh, coming up, but I know that that delves right into that. That is very crucial. So again, these things, they tend to interlink, and it's... The brain is so powerful that um, it's interesting to see how one particular mental health issue or um, illness or whichever way you want to put it, however you want to word it, depending upon which one you're talking about, they can intertwine and they can affect each other in major ways. Very similar to physical health. So if you've got, um, you know, if you have... a um, myself, I had um, tonsillitis very recently, so that majorly impacted my physical health because I wasn't able to move around as quickly as I was. Um, it would, you know, make me short of breath and things, which then made me very unlikely to do any running or any fitness of any kind. So these things they intertwine, and one issue. So for me, tonsillitis causes issues where I'm being more not lazy, but more so lazier than I have been because my body's dealing with enough right now with the bug so I think the mental health piece connects with that and we 
we we see people who suffer from mental health in a very different way as what we do with someone who's suffering from physical health issues and I think we really need to bridge that. And interestingly, mental health issues can have a major impact on physical health issues and vice versa. So I, I do see a lot of work being put into this, um, that people are trying to bridge the gap, but there has to be a lot more because the amount of, um, not just stigma, um, but the amount of um, pressure and un- unfair um, stress that people suffer from because they know that they are having mental health issues but people don't see it in the same way as if uh, someone was having a physical health issue so they even put more pre- more pressure and stress on themselves to actually push forward and whereas if it was a physical health issue they would be more likely to be told you know take a rest so I'm I'm wandering off a tangent here, but yeah, it's very there's so much connection between every piece of mental health to each other and then taking that piece and actually connecting it to physical health is massive. And the impact that both have on each other is beyond anything that we're even aware of at the minute. We are we're getting there. We're we're well well advanced compared to what we were ten, twenty, thirty years ago. Um even go back even further. You know, um, but we are still majorly missing a large chunk of information that is just gonna it's gonna connect a lot, and there'll be a lot of people who may disagree and think that there's far too much delving into with the mental health um, discussions, information, and studies. But I think it's crucial. Th- a lot of people may nowadays think that we have too much information but with certain things we do need more information and this is crucially one of them but yes I think there is going to have to be an episode where I actually delve into um, the connection between physical and mental health uh, because as you can probably tell from this episode I've went off on a tangent so let's bring it back Um, so going back to the brain wiring with VAST um, one thing that it does quite clearly indicate is that if you you have a vast mind you were going to be born with that and you likely will come from a family of people who have very similar vast minds and that's where it's a hard one because I do think vast is just basically another maybe not another term, but another very, very similar branch of ADHD. And almost all of it connects right back to it. So for me, having read into this, I just see a lot of vast just being basically ADHD. But I can also see why they're branching it out because vast can develop it from... So you may have a vast brain, but you don't really have any ADHD traits or behaviours. But then as you grow, as you go from, you know, uh, birth to adulthood, you will develop these um, traits and behaviours because your brain is wired that way. But that being said, you will learn these behaviours and develop them 
because of the way that our society and culture is and the stress that we put ourselves under. So you, you'll essentially build on it and become more towards the vast side of your brain as opposed to the uh, ADHD side, which is uh, obviously more, um, uh, what's the word, inherent, so family inheritance, so yeah, along those lines. So some some parts, the, the, the real crucial part of ADHD and VAST is, do we consider them to be positive or negative on people's lives? Now, a lot of successful people do actually credit ADHD traits or ADHD itself for their success. And that's again coming back to the analytical piece, you know, like uh, uh, the way that people think are more analytical versus when they're not ADHD traits, so they're less analytical, uh, maybe more logical, etc. So um, the ADHD has been called the explorer gene or the entrepreneur trait. Now, that that kind of glorifies it, in my opinion, where, you know, we're trying to make it sound that if you have ADHD, you're more likely to become an entrepreneur or you're more likely to be an exciting explorer. No, no, no not necessarily. Yes, you may have more, in, more inclination to do so, but that doesn't always necessarily mean you're going to do it. So... Um, there's other parts of it as well. So there's distractibility, which can allow for people to be able to notice things that maybe, you know, people who are not easily distracted would see. So it's being distracted can have its positives, but then obviously has its negatives, certainly in education and work settings. So hyperactivity, that again can, it can have its negatives, but also it can have the positive where it can give someone the drive you know the the, the push the energy the, the enthusiasm to carry on crack on like i said before about focusing on certain things um that hyperactivity can do that as well um impulsivity that is a that's a that's a that's a doozy that's a that's a rabbit hole right there and um that can be useful if you wanted to have a spontaneous thought or uh, you know action but again very very fine line between what is positive and negative um i mean they can all these traits all these things together you know you put them all together in like a, a, a ball and they can lead to what is innovation they can lead into creative problem solving you know very creative juices flowing but in the same instance, they can be detrimental if they are overwhelming. So uh, racing thoughts, too many ideas, projects that are well past, not finished. So these things, whilst they can be glorified, they can be detrimental and they can be overwhelming. So we do have to remember this when it comes to certain people. We can look at, uh, you know... We, when you look at the success of someone, you, you, you're seeing their their end result. But what happened in the background? What did that person suffer through? 
and they may not be very happy to talk about it. I mean, even these entrepreneurs and uh, these explorers and things, I mean, they may have had a hellish time going from A to B and B being the uh, successful uh, end result. Uh, that path between A and B could have had a very winding, uh, horrible road. So let's just take a wee step back when uh, there's a lot of glorifying about this uh, and just remember that there is a lot more to it than just the end result. With that, this is a little bit of a shorter episode, but I do feel like there's a lot of things that are starting to come to light, even for myself, having doing this podcast, that is actually making me think more, especially about the connection uh, as I mentioned earlier in the episode so I'm definitely going to be looking into uh, maybe breaking up, I've got an episode list how I wanted it done, I might be breaking that up a bit and actually moving into different things so I'm not going to say what the next episode will be about it was going to be about autism but I may be changing this so uh, stay tuned for that again, as mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, if anybody at all feels overwhelmed, mental health issues anything like that, even if it's a physical issue you know what I mean, like let's not just even go down the mental health part here, if you feel like you're having any kind of health concern, please reach out and get help, whether that is to a friend, family mental health, uh, sorry, mental health medical health professional it it can really have a positive turn on your life and I would strongly urge anybody to do it and please don't suffer in silence and uh, yeah please please reach out so thanks very much for listening and I will catch you all for the next episode thank you